The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! At least 20 years I've been using that as an opener, and it never stops being funny. Say we skip the Baba Paz today. All right. All right. Hi, how are you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hiya, Tom. Two guys smoke shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We've got a great show for you today. I've got uh, former Methuen City Councilor Ronnie Marsan, who is actually running for um, City Council in Methuen in the East End this week. A couple of things I want to get to first, however. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors. If I can pull them back up, I just had it up. You would think I would have kept it there. Uh, McLennan Real Estate, Century 21, the Zany Pesci Law Office, Marsan and Son Construction, EIS Investigations and Gun Training, Borelli's Deli. We don't have a Borelli's Deli sandwich of the day. They were, they were so busy, they didn't even have time to send me the sandwich of the yeah. day for tomorrow. So that's actually a good sign so for them. So busy making the other sandwiches. Right. Tomo and Shaken Seafood, right here on Broadway in Salem, New Hampshire. Clear Path for Veterans New England, the Doug Mercurio Law Office and Prime Real Estate, uh, AFC Urgent Care, <sighs> Pleasant Valley Landscaping, Stacks, Part 28, Loaded, and a free shout-out to our good buddies, uh, the Jafrida Brothers over at JG's Ice Cream, just because I love those guys so much. Uh, just want to touch on a couple things before we get to Ron. Um, uh, I saw yesterday and today the big news on cable. Uh, cable news is the... That Lagosian guy in uh, Russia supposedly uh, died in a car. In a, in a car. That's what happens when your lips get ahead of your brain. Uh, supposedly died in a plane crash yesterday. And I just want to caution you guys whenever stuff like this happens. The American media is reporting that the Russian media, which is controlled by Putin, is claiming that this guy was on this plane and that the plane went down and that the guy's dead. We don't know where this guy is. He could be hanging from his thumbs in a dungeon somewhere. Because we're, rela- we're relying on, first, the incompetent American media, which does no homework at all, reporting what the Russian media says. And in Russia, their entire media is run by their government. They don't have a free press like we do. Their government runs the media. So they, they produce news stories based on what the government wants you to think. So right out of the gate, just that alone. And then on top of that, you get the American media reporting what they're reporting. So I wouldn't believe any of this. Maybe that happened. Maybe it didn't. But I don't understand why American media is reporting something as fact 
that they got from Russian media, while at the same time they're telling you that Vladimir Putin is evil, he's the Antichrist, and everything he says is a lie. Like That in and of itself should make everyone have pause. Uh, also, I watched the, um, the Republican snooze fest last night. It was a little bit more lively than I expected it to be, but I really don't think any of those people are ready to be president. I don't know that I could vote for any of them. I'm voting for RFK, at least as of right now. Um, but if DeSantis could step it up a little bit and not sound so much like a lunatic, um, not look so much like a lunatic when he's when he's showing righteous indignation, I, I could probably be swayed over to him. But boy, let me tell you, Tucker Carlson, 140 million views as of like 6 o'clock this morning. 140 million views he interviewed uh, Donald Trump last night during the Republican debate. The Republican debate got maybe three million views. Three. And Donald Trump on Twitter, not even on television, on Twitter, got 140 million or more views. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, you know, we very well could end up with another Donald, with Donald Trump again as president. I don't know that I can vote for him unless it's like, if it comes down to him and Biden again, then you got no choice, I guess. Um, but I'm really looking for someone who's got his policy chops, but isn't a complete narcissistic asshole about everything that he does. So that's where I am. I don't know where you guys are, but I just wanted to um, start with that. And one more thing before we get to run tonight at Sadie's here in Salem, New Hampshire. Do you want to... You want to do the promotion? Sure. Sadie's Bar and Grill here in Salem, New Hampshire. Uh, starting at 6.30, we have Music Bingo. We do it every Thursday uh, every Thursday night. And one uh, for each month, we support a different charity. So this month, our charity that we are supporting is TMF. So all proceeds, uh, outside of obviously prizes, uh, go back to uh, TMF this month. So we've got tonight is... Just your regular music bingo, so we have our normal prizes. And then next week is the mega music bingo jackpot, which that's where we 50-50, all the proceeds go, uh, 50% goes to TMF and 50% in cold hard cash prize. But some of, the money our, you're, some of the money you're raising tonight is going into that pot. All the money, so okay. that's what I'm saying. So every every week you play leading up to the last Thursday of every month, all of that money jackpots to the end of the month. Oh, and they get prizes if they win. We do cash okay. prizes. Yeah, we do prizes every week, but it's normally gift cards. But you're allowed to do, <laughs> you're allowed, there's a fun way around it right. where you 50-50 with a charity and cash prizes. That's, that's excellent. So next Thursday is the big one. That's the big jackpot where we give our cash prizes and everything else uh, gets written in a nice big check to TMF. Hopefully. So all of our TMF supporters should be at Sadie's today at what time, six? Yeah, six. 6.30. Six. I mean, get there at 6. That'd be great. Yep. Get there at 6 o'clock. Um, and how much is it? Is it is it's $10. cost $10 oh, to it? play. That's it. Oh, we charge 20 I know. All right. Okay. Very good. Hopefully, we'll see everybody who supports TMF tonight yeah. and next Thursday night trying to raise some money for TMF, help the homeless in Lawrence. Yeah. Bring your friends. Um, so, okay. So, to my left, to your right, a good friend of ours, a sponsor of the show, an advertiser in the Valley Patriot, a guy that I've supported in the past. He's a former Methuen City Councilor. And he is running again now for the East End District. Both councilors, Eunice Ziegler and Steve Saber, are term limited out. They can't run again, so it's two open seats. I believe we've got four candidates in that race. One of them, Ronnie Marsan, the guy to our left. Ronnie, thank you for coming on. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. Appreciate having you here. So you've, you're an old-timer, right? You're like me. You've been around for a while. You've been in and out of office. Not just old-timer, old. Right, right. <laughs> what would make a sane successful business person like you want to step back into the morass, back into the swamp of the corruption in Bethune politics? Like, What would make you, because when people like you approach me and say, I'm thinking of running for office, I always say, don't do it. I like you. And I don't want to see you have to deal with the stress that these idiots create on the city council. 
and all the corruption and the bull crap that goes on. And sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't. But I look at a guy like you, you know what you're stepping into. It's no, you're, not, you're not going in with your, your eyes closed. What would make you want to step back into that environment? I just care so much about the city. So you get to help people, and that's the only way we can. So you got to put up with all the aggravation that goes along with that. And I know what I'm in for and <clears throat> how much I'm going to be harassed. You know, every vote you take, someone hates you and right. someone loves you. So you, gotta, you have to know that. You have to have thick skin. But the bottom line is I care. And I want to give back. Mm-hmm. So I can. I don't need anything. I have everything I want in my life. And I care about my schools and my grandkids. That's what I, that's top priority. So mm-hmm. I know, so some, someone would say, why didn't you run for school committee then? But I have more of a say of what goes on in my city if I run for city council. See, I would have asked the opposite question. Why didn't you run for mayor? Because we know that, you know, God bless him, his failing health, Neil Perry, if he gets elected, he may not be able to serve his whole term. And I think somebody strong like you who had put their name in might be able to convince the voters that, like, I'm not, no, I don't think anybody's sure that he's going to be able to serve another term if he wins. I think you probably could have beat him. So I, I'm not saying anyone can't beat him. You know, you can't beat him if you don't run. So he does have a contender. Um, but I can't give up my life, my job with my son. I have my company with my son, and I'm not giving that up mm-hmm. just to be a mayor of a city. Right. For my goal, I, my family is more important. All right, very good. So if you win, let's say, um, and I think right now you're probably... What do you prob- mean if I win? Well, I mean, Take you never back. know. We, we never know what's going to happen, right? <laughs> so I'm just trying to be diplomatic. Be I don't want the other three candidates mad at me. Um, Getting, well, well we're going anyway, to so tra- tra- try and do a debate ho- 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 here in your race because there are four people. Yeah. Um, would you come into doing a debate? Would you come in and do a debate oh, with us? Not a, yes. That'd be great. Yes. So the first question I want to ask you, and I know people in Methuen are tired of me asking this. They're tired of me bringing it up, but until it gets resolved, I'm going to. Methuen does not hold primaries unless you have double the amount of people that are going to get elected plus one. So in your race, there's two get elected. So you would need five candidates to, ha- to hold a primary. And Nick DiZaglio, I always say, why do you guys cancel primaries? And he always gets all, all worked up about the language. We're not canceling anything. We're just not holding it. Okay. So you're not holding a primary. And, and what that does is... But we can't... So I'm going to answer your question already. We don't have enough candidates. That's the problem, Tom. Right. Not enough people step up. So the charter says it's double plus one in any race. Right. Right. So the mayor, if there was three people, there'd be a, there'd be a primary. That would be citywide. Right. You know, so we need more candidates to step up. So, and the more people harass you and make your life miserable, the less people that stand up and want to run for office. Well, that's true. But I, I always look at it. I got elected on write-ins because when um, the year that I got elected, there were three incumbents on the school committee in Lawrence uh, they were up for re-election. All three pulled their nomination papers, but one didn't return them. Had there been no primary, I wouldn't have been able to go out and get 50 write-in signatures in the primary to get my name on the November ballot. Well, three people actually were able to get their names on a write-in in a primary to get their name on the ballot. And now the voters had five people to choose from instead of two. And then what happens if there's only the two? The city council appoints the third person. Right, because there's no primary, so there's no opportunity for voters to mount a sticker or a writing campaign to get their name on the November ballot and expand the number of candidates. Really, to me, that's what a, that's what a primary is for. It's not so much for whittling down having too many already in the race. It's for when you don't have enough in the race for people to jump in. Anyways, that's, that's so I my, see your point, but we just need more people that want to help our city. Right, that's what it comes down. I to. think you'd have more. I actually, think if you, you can primaries. make a difference. Right, because in the last but I race, don't think so. Because if you're gonna, if you if you're committed to get into the race, you're committed. If if you're wishy washy to begin with, you're not in. Well, then you're of, not even committed. A lot of times, people 
there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, so you only want to do it if it's easy? You know well, what I mean? No. If there's not enough candidates, then I'm going to jump in and hope for the best and I'm a write-in? Well, maybe. You know? I mean, yeah, so there are some people that want to do that, but that also, get, regardless of their motives, that gives the voters more choices, I guess is my position. So we're not going to get you but on that this one. doesn't make you a better candidate because you, you only jumped in because you, ah, there's an open seat or, right. you know, there's only five, there's an open seat, you know, there's five I, of them I, I want to see. Six, so. I want to see incumbents work, sing for their supper. I want to see them work. And if you have a primary and, and writing candidates can get on the ballot for November, now people who were not campaigning, not knocking doors, not talking to voters, not reaching out to the press, now suddenly they have to do that. And I think that's just for everyone, but I guess we don't, we're not going to agree on this one. I'm not going to agree. Just, right. If you want to run, run. Well, that's Sign too, that's, that's too Put bad. Put your name out there and go. You know, so, instead of taking the lazy way and hoping, hoping for the best. So let's talk about the elephant not in the room. Um, Greg Plant just won his civil service case. I think you were in the city council when all that stuff was originally going on. True. What are your thoughts about that? What did, did you read the ruling and what did you think of it? I didn't read the whole ruling, so I heard the gist of it. Um, everybody has their day in court, right? Do I like it? No. But he had his day in court, and the judge or the magistrate made a decision. You have to live with it. You know, can you appeal it? You need grounds to appeal it. Um, I don't like it, but it proves to the people, it should say to the people that he was right. You know, I don't like it. Right. That's the bottom line. I right. don't like it. Because I know what went on exactly. I know what we voted on. You know, um, I have it stapled to the billboard on my office, what what the compensation page is of that superior office contract. Right. So I know exactly, and I read it daily. So I know what it says. Right. And so that's... I'm not happy. All right. But okay. the court He's, ruled, and that's it. That you, we have a court system for a reason. You have to either either we believe in it or you don't believe. So you're not like one of these other counselors that's still all over Facebook talking about what a fraud this is, what a travesty of justice. Then why do we have it? Then you then you think everything's a conspiracy. Then. Right. Then you're just a conspiracy theorist. Right. You know, we have a system and you have to believe in it. Uh, what are your thoughts on the current mayor? Uh, Neil Perry may get reelected. He may even serve out his term and, and be perfectly healthy by the end of it. We just don't know. Um, what are your thoughts on his job that he's done so far in his first four years? So he had to live through COVID, which we all did, but um, he did a good job for that. You know, do I agree with everything he did? Never. But, mm. you know, what's the sense? I don't sit back and I don't put on Facebook that I don't agree with this. And, you know, you have to look at any person, mayor or city council, and say, how are they doing? You can't just pick one item. Right. So overall, he's done good. You know, it's sad now that he's not healthy enough to be in the office and hasn't been you know, full time. I think it takes a toll on the city, but he still tries to do the right thing. The guy means well. He does. You know what I mean? And like him, like him or not, he just he tries to do the right thing. Yeah, and I, you I, know, I, he's I, strong head. He, you know, he has his issues. He, you know, some of the, uh, some of the employees don't like him because he doesn't listen. They say, but you're going to get that. So is it hard to believe? You know, I don't know. Right. But you can only go by. I don't speak to him personally hardly, so I don't have a direct answer. But. I'd have to say overall, our city's doing okay. So, you know, when I ask people, they, they're happy. They, they don't know that the mayor's not there all the time. Us in politics, we know it. And if you have an issue and you're at a board or you're, you know, you're involved in a council meeting, then you know what's going on. But overall, it's just scuttle on the on the Right. The, the average street. person has no clue no what's clue. really going on. No. No. So you can work with them if, you get a, if and when I'll you get elected. I'll work any person that says that. That's my job. I have to get along. Right. So I, I'm not going to agree. Just like I had to live through Zani the whole time. We didn't agree on most things. But mm. I didn't 
make a big fiasco at every meeting. We hashed it out in the office, and you go to the meeting and you act like a human being. Right. You know? and I that's, don't... that's one of the things that I always liked about you as a counselor is your level of professionalism. I remember watching many a night when you didn't agree with Jen Canan, when you didn't agree with the mayor, when you didn't agree with anything that was going on. And while everybody was lobbing bombs, you were just sitting back saying, well, you know what? Can we just talk about the issue? I'm voting no, and here's why. And that was it. But, and so I always respected that. But you have you know how you're going to vote. You know before you go how you're going to vote on everything. You read your you read your packet. You get all your information ahead of time. Make your phone calls to whatever a department head or a person. Figure it out. Call call the people. You don't have to do it on the floor of the meeting. Mm-hmm. That's what makes that meeting four hours long. Know right. how you're going to vote. And if you need to showboat and ask one question, well, go ahead. Whoever's standing at the podium, ask that person a question. And, and off you go. You already know how to vote. You, right. know? you have your information. Right. What do you think that person is going to say different to you now right. to sway you? I always thought it was interesting when uh, one counselor, and this isn't just for Methuen. This is for every counselor I've ever watched. One counselor will make a point, and then all of a sudden everyone has to go around the table. They want to talk the again. Exact it's, same point. I want to echo what my fellow colleague just said, and, and then they'll just reiterate what the person said. And I'm like, well, Okay, we all know that we all know how you're voting, so there's no need for. What's the difference? Just because now he said that or she said that, so now I want to reiterate it, like right. you say, for what? Yeah, there's no need to reiterate. Stop reiterating if you're an elected official. Stop reiterating. As soon as you get find- the facts, make a decision, and vote. That's right. why the people elect us to do that. And as soon as you find yourself saying phrases like "I'd like to reiterate," just stop yourself right there and just move on because that would be better. For oh, me. when you get those glaring eyes from another counselor across the room, you know what they're for. Right, right. <laughs> So if you, if, you, if you take office in January, what is going to be your number one priority? What are you going to focus the most on as a city councilor in the East End? So that's a really a tough question. So I don't have this grand agenda. I don't. I, wanna, I just care about my city. So there's a lot of factors that go into that. But there's, so I don't have a specific answer for you. Mm-hmm. So I don't have this uh, platform that I'm living on. And, you know, I care about our tax rate. So I care about where every dollar is spent and we're not wasting it. I You're pretty fiscally conservative. I am, yeah. because I believe in a budget. You have to live. We all live in a budget at our house. You don't mm-hmm. just have unlimited and go back to the, oh, I'm self-employed. I have to live with what I make. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's important. That, that is important to me. Um, and our schools are important to make sure our kids get good education. That doesn't mean we're not wasting money. Right. It just means I want them to make sure they have a good education and back to the budget and make sure we're spending the money the best way we can. We still don't know where three million of the four million missing dollars that Judy Scano wasted before she left went. We still have no idea. And when that first happened, it was right before the election. Mm-hmm. I had every single member of the every single person running for school committee, and every single city council sat here on a debate. Every one of them. It was it was unanimous. The only unanimous thing we did that year. They all said, "When we get in, we're going to investigate where that money went." And then not one of them, not even one, did that. So now here we are, like five years later. You say you care about the schools. You say you care about budgets. Is that something that you'd be willing to tackle? No, to go no. And five say, years ago, Tom, let's we find out where this go. three million no, went. Because- it's gone. It's gone. Let it go. Start today. Let's go. Fix today and move forward. We have to fix problems that are in front of us today. Looking but if you don't back, know, if you don't understand how how those things happen, they're going to happen again. Don't let it happen again. Right, but if you don't know how Understand. it happened, how do you do that? Don't, don't Are you, you ever going to find out how it happened? You can have all the investigation you want. I right? think you could if you had people that really wanted to know. Because I think we all kind of know. We just there's, there's never been publicly stated. So I don't know. So I don't have. Right. I don't know how it was spent. So am I going to sit here and say that's my goal? No, it's not my goal. Mm-hmm. I want to start today, and we have problems in our city. Right, every city does, every house does, every person does. Mm-hmm. Start fixing our problems. Make sure we have a great place to live. Looking back five years, seven years ago, what's that going to get us? I know you say it's going to get 
so it doesn't happen again. Well, just pay attention today, and it's not going to happen again. Anyway. Uh, that's all I can tell you. What? What's looking back five years? Let's say it was misspent. What are you going to do? Hang her by her toenails? But you could find out who else was involved, yeah. and you could get rid of them. You could put policies in place and find out how they did it, put policies in place to make sure no one can sneak that in the back door again later on down the road. So I'm just always thinking for the process is in, in politics, something bad always happens, and then everybody scapegoats one person, and then everybody moves on, but nobody ever looks to see how did this take place and how can we stop it from happening in the future. So I don't think people will want to do that, and that's probably why people are hesitant. Councilors, school committee people are hesitant to do it because people don't want to cooperate. They might be the next scapegoat, so they're not saying, you know, they start saying something, or they might lose their job. We don't have a whistleblower protection here in mm-hmm. Methuen, so we don't even have it in the government. But right. uh, So maybe they won't even talk. Maybe you'll never find out. Sp- spin your wheels for a year trying to find it and say, I'm doing it, I'm, I'm doing it, I'm investigating this, and oh, I got nowhere. <laughs> I put all that effort into it, and I got nowhere. Um, I still have no answer. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think you're going to get along on because the, the, the Methuen City Council, the culture of Methuen City Council is very different today than it was even just five years ago when you were on. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be a whole bunch of new people coming in, but you got, you'll have a few holdovers. I think Joel's is running for re-election. I know Ali Safi's running for re-election. Borogad's there. Desaglio's uh, there. Borogad and Desaglio both running. Yeah. Um, one of them may make it. One of them may not. Who knows? But they both, they yes. might both make it. Um, how how do you see your how do you see your role? Do you see yourself in a leadership role with this new council coming in because of your experience, or are you just kind of looking to just get on, not make waves, and just trying to accomplish a few things? So I don't see a leadership role right away. That's not my goal to be chairman of the board. You know, that's that's not my goal right away. Um, but I'm I'm an outgoing person. I don't just sit back. I don't have you know I I can create initiatives and I, I can. I want to get things done. So I don't just want to sit there and say, okay, yeah, I'll go along with that. Or, you know, if someone brings something up and here's a situation, well, how do we fix that situation? You know, you don't just sit there and say, uh, I don't want to make waves. No, that's not who I am. And, you know, and it's, it's hard because you see on TV, oh, look at Marcin. He's just sitting there. He's not asking all these questions. I have my answers ahead of time. I right. do my homework. I, I don't wait till I get to the meeting to look like a dope and say, hey, uh, excuse me, you know, how'd you spend that money? You know, right. how are we going to do this and how are we going to – I know how that's going to happen. Right. I do it ahead of time. In Lawrence, the city council operates very differently. So in Lawrence, uh, if I put an item on the agenda as I'm doing next week, uh, when it first goes on the agenda, it doesn't get discussed and the chairman of the, or the president of the council will refer it to a subcommittee. And they have subcommittees. They have a budget committee. They have a personnel committee. They have a public safety committee. and They have a community development committee. And I forget what the other one is. Um, and then the subcommittee, which will be three, I think three people or four people, because it can't be a quorum, um, will hold an official meeting, do investigations, look into make sure people's permits are correct, make sure that, you know, if they want to hold uh, an event that the police have been contacted for details, et cetera. And then they will make a recommendation back to the full council at the next meeting saying, um, yeah, we recommend either yes that we do this or no that we don't, and then explain what the issue is to everyone, and then everyone votes. In Methuen, it's very different. In Methuen, it goes on the agenda, and it's just a free-for-all. Uh, what do you think of the, of the Lawrence system? Do you think that that's something that, that Methuen could benefit from? Because it seems like there are the a lot more professional The short answer is yes, laws. yes. But are we going to get people to, so you have a subcommittee, whatever, if we want to put a red, uh, you know, a news traffic signal somewhere. 
So we have a subcommittee and they discuss it. They come back with a recommendation. Then we talk about it for two hours and table it. You know what I mean? You have a subcommittee for, for a reason. So as a body, are we going to start, if we're going to go to that form, call it form of, you know, council, then we need to take that recommendation and say, well, they did the homework. Right. They did it. So now we can just vote on it. Move on to the next item. Right. If, if the council can do that, yes, that's going to be very effective. Yeah, that's pretty much how, how Lawrence works, although there are times when the, when the subcommittee will say we have a positive recommendation for this, but there are councilors that weren't in on the subcommittee meetings that have reservations that still sometimes vote no, but it's very rare. Usually, whatever the subcommittee recommends, it, it goes through. And, and nothing is black and white like that, so... You know, I say yes if we get along with it, but every now and again, there is many questions about a particular, it's a hot topic item, so people want to talk about it, you know, so once it comes out of the subcommittee, then we want to talk about it, but overall, you have to take the advice and, you know, what they say as a subcommittee and take it and say, okay, they did it, so we don't have to. Right. I'm just always looking for ways to try and make Methuen governance better. Because I that think, is a better way. Yeah. Because we have I some so subcommittees. Too. We just don't utilize it probably. And, and we could use more, maybe, right. you know. But you would need the people who are willing to put the time in. Because I know that, like Estella Reyes, before she got elected state rep, she's on the city council still till the end of her term. Um, you know, they have their meeting on a Tuesday night, the regular meeting. And then on Wednesday night, she's got to go to a personnel subcommittee meeting. And then on the following Monday, she has to go to a budget subcommittee meeting. And then by the time she's done all that, it's time for another meeting. And then it's time for another full city council meeting for all of that subcommittee work that gets done. And they don't, they don't get – they get paid like maybe 10000 a year. But she's putting in, you know, 20, 30, 40 hours sometimes. So you would need people that were going to be really committed, not well, just political committed, hacks that keep running. Well, that's why you can't have the write-ins that don't care. <laughs> Back to my turn. Back to my line. But so, yeah, I, I would be for it. I would sit on a committee. You know, do I have to be on three committees? I don't have an ego, but I'd sit on a committee and have another meeting once mm-hmm. a week. And yeah, you, you have to, if you care, you care. It's right. the bottom line. You know? Why do people in Methuen not care? We have, with all the stuff that's going on in the schools, with all the woke bullshit that's going on in all of the schools, not just in Methuen, but it certainly is in Methuen because I get calls. Um, you have five people running for six spots on the school committee. With all of the, all of the, scandal that's gone on in the last four or five years with the mayor hiring a city councilor's brother who's not qualified to uh, COVID money having to be sent back because it wasn't spent correctly. With all of that, you've got four people running for three spots at large. You've got two people running for two spots in the West. You've got two people running for two spots, I think two, in the Central District. And then you have your race, which has four running for two. When you average it all out, you really only got one race, maybe two races, Um why do people in Methuen not care? Why aren't they stepping up? Why aren't they saying, holy crap, with all this going on, someone needs to step in and put a stop to it? They're not just lazy. People care. But their lives are so full to begin with, I think that as long as it doesn't directly affect them as a household, a household with two kids in school, husband and wife, they both work, the kids are in daycare, they come home from work. They pay their taxes, they eat, everything. Their life is just moving along and they're content. They got to worry about going to soccer. And, and so then they say, well, okay, my trash is being picked up. My, you know, I got this, I have that. My streets are being plowed. So they're content, I think. Most people are content. They don't, if, it does, if an issue doesn't directly affect them, right. they're, they're, they're content. Or if they can't see that it affects them, because depending on who your next mayor and council is, is going to determine your tax rate, right? Without a doubt. So, but they don't, but they don't see that because it's not the direct effect of just one person. What do you think about the new trash system? I love it. Do you really? Because I get I, 50-50. Half the people who call my office love it, and half of them really hate it. I, 
on day one, and I stepped at the podium three times and I spoke about trash when they were debating it and said, I'm going to hate this. And I did it first because we had unlimited trash. So it's throw anything out you want, you know, and so did Drake it, so did everybody else in the, in the you know, surrounding communities, brought it over and said, come on, here, take it. You guys want unlimited. So now we have the barrel you put out and you get used to it. It is. That's what you have. And it's so much neater, you know, it's uniform. We don't have bags everywhere and it's more economical for us because the, the truck is picking it up. There's one man on a truck, so we get a better rate for that. That doesn't say, say we're going to pay less, but at least it, you know we, the city's getting a better rate. So I believed in it because every other community around us has it, and we were the last ones, per se, to have to get on the bandwagon with, with bins, and it works. You know, There's always the haters. Everybody, some people just right. hate everything to hate. And Absol- some, no absolutely. matter what you do, they hate it. I, I hate change. I posted... Um, your video last night, I went live when you did your fundraiser at the Sons of Italy, and one of the haters jumped on right away. Like, you weren't even done saying hello, and he was already, he's a jerk, he's a worm, whatever he was insulting you with. And you know who I mean, right? I, but that's good. That means they're listening. Right, well, that's that true, means, too. Like, at least, right. yeah. at least he was there, right? He, yeah. he was consuming. They're, hey, they're just, yeah. Oh. You, ha- you have your face out there, and you're listening, and, you know, right. so. Right. What so, can- so you don't like me. That's okay. And you don't want me to run. You so you, you knock on someone's door, and they say to you, um, why should I vote for you? What's, what's, you know, how are you going to change my life? How are you going to affect what services I get from the city? What do you tell them? I'm not going to change the services. I care about your tax rate. I, if you're an elderly person, I care that you're not getting driven out of my city just because of your tax rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and we make sure we spend the money properly. Um, your services aren't going to diminish, but they're not going to increase. Like I'm not all of a sudden, you know, I don't know, someone's not going to come cut the lawn for you. You know, you're not going to get these great services. We pick up we pick up leaves, we pick up trash. Um, the people who live in Methuen like what we offer, and that's why they live here. And for the, especially for the rate we charge, it's a lot less than most surrounding communities. Right. Um, so all I'm going to do is focus on making sure your life is the best it can be. So when you have an issue, you have a person to call, and it's always been the way. You know, I'm not this great person going to go out there and change the world. That's not, I have a life. I, right. You know, well, I'm that, here that, to make the, sure the city is run the best it can be. That's all it is. That's the benefit of age and experience. Because I think a lot of these young guys get in. You know, I think when DJ first ran, I think, and, and Nick both thought they were going to change the world. They thought like, we're going to go in there. We're going to change things. We're going to make it different. We're going to make everybody's life better. And because you've been there and you're a little older and a lot wiser, um, I think that's I think that's where that comes from. We have enough rules. We have enough laws. Use the ones we have, you know, enforce them and mm-hmm. make everybody's life okay. You know, if someone's breaking the law next to you, a zoning issue, you know, just go talk to the guy. You yep. know, so if I'm the city councilor and, and it's your neighbor and you don't want to get in the spat with him, you call me. So I go over and talk to the guy. I'm right. not afraid of anybody. Right. Just go well, say, what sure. are you doing? I, I you can know? vouch for that. So, so I drive through Lawrence a lot. I drive through Methuen a lot. I'm probably Methuen more than I'm anywhere. Um, and what I've noticed lately is that Lawrence is really stepping up their game, paving a lot of roads. They're paving a lot of roads. And roads that used to make me destroy my shocks. Like there are certain roads in Lawrence, even though it's a main road, I just I wouldn't like Water Street, I wouldn't even do it anymore. That's why you had to get a new um, Jeep, right? Well, well, that's right. I had, to, <laughs> I had to go from the Jeep Liberty to the Jeep Patriot because it was bigger and it was better. Um, I thought that was just so you could get in better. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the name Patriot. Um, but then I drive through Methuen and I see that they have the same problem, but I don't see a lot of paving going on. Uh, what are your thoughts on the trash on the streets? It's it's starting to look a lot like Lawrence used to, and the and the the dilapidated roads, which is starting to look like what Lawrence used to, and it's weird for me to say, 
Lawrence is on the uh, is on the uptick. Lawrence is getting better. Lawrence is improving, and Methuen is getting worse. Methuen's degenerating. So we will. I'll hope to make that. So pay attention to where we spend our Chapter 40 money, the money we get from the state to pave the roads and make sure the roads that need to be paved are paved and not someone's, oh, um, the council lives on that road, so his needs to get done, or the mayor lives here and that road needs to get done. Pave the roads that need it, right? Mm-hmm. And even if it's a half-paving job, so you only pave half the length of the road and fix the ones we do, fix our sidewalks, right? People walk a lot now. Right. And everyone complains about the quality of sidewalks. They're doing Pleasant Street, you know, mm-hmm. And that makes a difference. And people complain that there are streets with no sidewalks. Well, you can't fix everything. Right. If there's no sidewalk, what do you want to do? So do you want your assessment of your house to go up because you want a sidewalk in front Mm -hmm. of it? You know, I, 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 you can't fix everything. The city's not going to come along and say, over here, there's side road, you know, a class C road, and we're going to, we're going to put a sidewalk there when, for for you and one other person for the next five years. What is the, what is Bethuen doing well? I mean, we always talk about the the negative because everybody wants to improve things when they run. What do you think Methuen's doing well? What are, what are they on top of their game for? I never thought that would be a question. So I guess our quality of life here in Methuen is good. So overall, like the trash was an excellent, you know, you brought it up, but the trash is an excellent improvement, mm-hmm. right, to do it. Um, our parks are a great place, right? If you go, I go with my grandkids now, when you go, the parks are excellent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They are. They, they treat them, they keep them up and... Whether parents help to do that, I don't know exactly, but um, so we do that well for our kids. Our school system is getting better, right? We do do better. Are they? Yeah, okay. I, I think they are. So, yeah, and maybe not the high school so much. I don't know that yet. So I pay attention to the grammar schools because my, you know, my grandkids are in it. Um, so we do that well. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think the biggest challenge is going to be? If you get elected, most likely you're going to run for another term after that. So you, you're probably going to be there for at least a few years. What do you think the biggest challenge is going to be getting onto this new council, given everything that's going on? I mean, sometimes it's, it, sometimes those things can help forecast what's coming, but a lot of times you look at all that stuff and then you get in and then something, a whole bunch of other stuff starts happening and you can't even address those old things. But you have to. You have to take one thing at a time and fix it. Right. You can't, they're there. But what do you ha- see as the biggest challenge? Is it? Is it... The tax situation is it? Well, making uh, sure better spe- administration is it? Is it the police department? Is it the you know inspectional so, services? What is the biggest challenge coming up? All of the above. Okay. So, like inspectional services, we don't have enough people. I deal with them directly. You mm-hmm. know, um, do I agree with them all the time? No, but they're there to make sure the codes are done and everything, and they do a good job for the staff they have. So, you know, that's a direct that I have to deal with daily. So I'm cognizant of that, but. Um, I just don't, I don't know. I wish the mayor was there every day to, I think that would be a morale booster. He I, think, was, I think everybody I, wishes that. I think, so I hope he gets better. If he runs, you know, if he, if he's going to, he's running. So if he gets reelected, I hope he gets better so he can be there every day and run our city. That's right. what I want. That's I'm actually I'm hoping the other guy that's running, I think his name is Wilcox. I can't remember his last name. Um, I'm actually hoping that guy wins. Because at least I know he's going to show up every day. At least I know he's physically capable of doing the job. And we don't have to wonder every day if, if he's not going to end show. up bowing, bowing out for, for health reasons. And now you've got somebody on the city council running things temporarily, and we're back where we started eight years ago. Right. We're not better off. Right. right. So I just, But I haven't met the he, guy. But I, I hear he's a veteran, and I hear he's pretty smart. And so. I hear all these things, too. But I've, he could be standing right there, and right. he'd have to say who yeah, he is. Yeah, we've got to so. get him on the show, for sure. But he just has to, if he's going to run, and he put his papers in, he turned them in, so he should... You know, hopefully he's out there and he really wants to be active and try to get elected. What do you think your biggest accomplishments were as a when you were when you were a council counselor? 
Uh, what, do you, what, do you, what are you most proud of? What are, the, what are the things that when you're knocking on doors and people say, well, well, what did you do last time? Why should we give you another shot? I guess just how I got to help people. So I, you know, I say that like, if, I, if you asked me to get something done for you or you had a problem, I was able to facilitate that with, with City Hall. So you think constituent services? Correct. Yeah. I guess that's the short answer, but right. I didn't have that term on the top of my head. Right. I'm here to help. Tongue, on the tip of my tongue, but because I'm not this I'm not. I'm not going to go out there and put up ten new, you know, rules and laws, and that's not what I'm about. Right. If we have enough, everywhere. you know what I'd like to see. I'd like to see candidates when they're running talking about, like, uh, whenever there's whenever there's an election, candidates are always talking about new laws that they want to pass. And then I always ask them, how about some of the existing laws? Can we focus on getting rid of some of the Get existing rid of laws? Them or enforce yeah. the ones we have. Right, because you know? there's so much red tape. If a new business wants to open, there's so many permits, there's so many, so much red tape to go we through. We need to help business. Right, can, we, can we get rid of some of the laws? Can, I, I never hear anybody run for office saying we want to get rid of laws. It's always how, how I can make a make new a, law. Make a new law to right. fix this. And that's like a, you know, a doctor right. given, they made another pill to fix this. Right, because the government is usually... The reason why we have so many problems, not fixing the problems. Right. So it would be nice, I guess, and that would be a kind of a goal, is to actually streamline the process for a business when they want it to open in our city. Right. I know we talk about it. Everybody says it works, and it doesn't. Right. <laughs> it just doesn't. It's it's hard. You're right. And I know one of the things that – I hate to give Dan Rivera credit for anything, but one of the things Dan Rivera did when he became mayor of Lawrence was – Hey, if you get credit, if you deserve it, you get well, it. Well, that's right, and, and he does deserve it because he did it, so he – he, if somebody wanted to open, like we had our, our buddy at the Italian Kitchen, uh, Peter, uh, wanted to move next door. He was on Commerce Street. He used to do the Crispellis, right? So he wanted to move just next door in the same building. He just wanted to move from, you know, door one to door two because it had more space. And he was telling me, even though he's got an existing permit for everything, he's got all these. He said he had like eight to ten permits so that I'll he had to go, them. and you have to pay for each permit, and they have to come down and inspect what you did, and you have to pay for that. He said it's almost not worth it, and that's why he closed. He told me that's one of the reasons why they closed the Italian kitchen, because it was just too expensive even just to move next door and expand his, his, his reach. So when Dan came in, he put through like a one-stop shop. You go to inspectional services, and they give you a checklist, and you get all your permits all at once. You pay one fee. You go down. You make the checklist. You do it. You hand it all in, and it makes it a little, at least a little easier for, for a business. I would love to see Methuen do something like that. That would like be that. excellent. That yeah. would be excellent because especially now we do it all online, so you don't have to go there, walk around for every department. Mm-hmm. It's online, so every department has their input. You know, do you have this? So if you're missing a document, you can just upload it and put it there, and it'll put it back in your portal, and it's there. It would be much easier, and within a week, you could have a, you know, your occupancy permit to move into a new establishment or start your business. We don't have to have all this bureaucracy to get it going and a thousand inspections. Do we have to have inspections to make sure it's safe? We have safety. Sure. We have to do that, but we don't have to scrutinize every little thing. Let's get going and get you going, and, you know, it's important that we help business in the city and not hinder them. Right. Would you be for lowering the tax rate for businesses? So because I have a business, it really bothers me how much I pay. But if we lower the tax rate for businesses, we're just going to put more on the residents. Right. So we spend, you know, $100 million in a budget. Maybe we just need to spend a little less, and then we wouldn't have to put so much on the business. I'm I'm loving that. I'm a fiscal conservative. I'm loving that. How do people get in touch with you if they want to make a donation, they want to hold a sign, they want to... Uh, you know, knock doors with you or, or whatever. They want to they endorse you on Facebook. How do people get in touch with you? So everybody, I've been here in town my whole life in my business, so I can give out my phone number and my email address of my businesses and 
whatever. But and um, I'll get my Facebook page up and going, even though I don't believe in Facebook. It will yeah. help you with today's votes. Yeah. Uh, oh, you have to. You got. You have to use social media. If I can learn TikTok, you can do social media. <laughs> I can do it. I'll. I'll just like like your producer said. Just pay someone to do it. Well, yeah. Just hire <laughs> hire Chrissy. She'll do it for you. She's she's pretty inexpensive. Uh, um, hey now. So. So I have all my staff and my people that are willing to help me get reelected. I want I want to get elected, so I need I need the votes. That's how you can help me. But you know my my phone number. Should I give it out? Yeah, and, give it out, and I'm gonna, we're going to post it on on so the nine seven eight eight one five six nine three five six nine three five, and that's my cell phone, and it's always on and email. So when um, R P M build B U I L D nine five. At yahoo.com. Those are both my personal. And do you have a website? Oh, you probably don't have a website for your campaign yet. I, it's there. I just haven't. It was from before, so right, I just got to right. get it going again. You're going to hire Chrissy. She'll take care of it all for I you. have a person She'll that's going to do it for me. She'll have it done within a day. So I have a I'm person trying to help wants, her get business. That's but I have a person that wants to donate their time for oh, good, me. Just help good. me. Steve so. Gillis is going to help you out? Yeah. <laughs> probably not, but that's okay. Anything else you want to put? We're, we're out of time. We're over time. But is there anything else you I no, didn't I bring just up appreciate, that you just kind of I appreciate that you have me on here, and I get to speak. And, you know, for the 10 people that watch this, uh, <laughs> you have the most people, the most That's not fair. Podcast. We only have five. Don't inflate <laughs> You do have me. the most viewed podcast, right? You got the big awards. I do, it, yeah, so, yeah. Um, I just appreciate that you had me on here, Tom. And well, listen, I appreciate – you get to roll up, Mel. I appreciate – what you do for the veterans when you're not running for office, and I, I, I talk I did about it this before I ran for office, right. so I don't give up on them. Right, you know and, I mean? and 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 I know that on um, on Memorial Day you pay for breakfast for all the Veterans, all the Day. veterans Day, all the veterans that show up at Country Kitchen on right. Hampshire Street. I see you out there in the community building ramps for disabled veterans, and it's you have to give back, Tom. If you can, you have to. And no, and a veteran gave already. They gave whatever they gave. Right, so, and I wasn't in the service, so this is how I. Give back. Well, what I admire is you don't just do it when you're running for office like a lot of other people do. I don't need this job. I want to help. This isn't me. I want to. I want to help my community. I have my life. Fair I enough. Family and life. Ronnie Marcian, former Methuen City Councilor and a candidate for District E City Council. I'm sorry, just East End East Council. East District. East District in, City Council. I'm still in Lawrence in my head. I want to thank McLennan Real Estate Century 21, JG's Ice Cream Stacks Part 28 Loaded. Pleasant Valley Landscaping, AFC Urgent Care, Mercurio Law Office, Prime Mortgage, Clear Path for Veterans New England, Tomo and Shaken Seafood, Borelli's Deli, EIS, and Marcian and Sun Construction. Sounds like Melvin Taylor says you gotta go home. Yep, he did, so go home already. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.